Yo, what's up, internets, and welcome to a Fan Bros Wrestling Special Edition featuring your main man, Big Illawyc, and rolling with me is the Bowman. Of course, what's up, internet? It's uh, me, the Bowman One Two L, Bowman Twelve Leaders. What's good? What's good, fam? All right, so let's get straight to it. We want to talk about Survivor Series happening this Sunday. Uh, and really, you know, at, at this point, with all the injuries going on in the WWE, it really is just a matter of the survivors who are left. It's the worst year ever for injuries. I mean, because Cena's on vacation. Uh, what, Orton is out or is he back? I know. What's going on with Orton? Orton got Merck taking out the trash. He was taking out the trash, <laughs> and those trash cans are deadly. All right? And... <laughs> <laughs> All right, and he went to go take out the trash, open it up, boom, shoulder popped out. It was out for four hours. Ooh. The doctor's like, yo, your shoulder is done. So uh, Orton, as you know, has had a history of injuries with his shoulder. And I guess, you know, culmination, just you wrestle how many days a year, you know, like 300 days a year. These guys are always on. So these injuries build up. So Orton's out. He might miss mania. He might miss mania with that that shoulder injury. He might need surgery. So they're they're looking at it. They're trying to play it safe. If he doesn't get surgery, he'll probably be back in time for Mania, but it might affect long-term career. But if he does get surgery, he'll probably miss Mania. So that's a that's what that's Orton. He's out. Yeah, all that all that map pounding, you know. He needed to learn how to switch hands when uh you know <laughs> jerking a <the> chicken. <laughs> the apex predator keeps fucking up these shoulders, right? <laughs> So for Survivor Series, we kind of have a an abbreviated lineup. Um, I think they just announced a traditional Survivor Series elimination match. But going into this, all we really had was the cover-up for Seth Rollins' injury, which is this World Heavyweight, the WWE World Heavyweight Championship Tournament, uh, the Divas match, and the Brothers of Destruction versus the Wyatt family. So what's good? What's good? Let's get into it. I, I think the the first thing is that's going to happen is um probably the WWE. Well, no, the Divas match is usually that that filler match right before the championship. So who's who's left? Who are the jobbers? I I, I don't think I think because it is a tournament, and I think the last time they did a Survivor Series tournament was actually '98. Remember, they did that tournament. So I think they'll start off with the semifinals, the two semifinal matches at the top of the card, just to give. Uh, the performances time to rest. So I think we might want to start with the the semifinals, and then we'll work our way up the card. All right. So in the WWE World Heavyweight Championship tournament, we have Roman Reigns versus Alberto Del Rio in one match, and in the other semifinal match, we have Dean Ambrose versus Kevin Owens. So who you got? Who do you think of the two semifinalists gonna be coming out of this one? All right. So with our first match, Roman Reigns versus Alberto Del Rio. Uh, the survivor. I'm not gonna lie. So Illa, the tournament has been fun, but also kind of very predictable. There was only really one, like let's call it a 12th seed entry, and that was Callisto knocking off the Ryback uh, a few weeks back. But pretty much all the matchups have been very predictable. I think this is an easy one to call Reigns over Alberto. Yeah, no doubt. Roman Reigns, I mean, that this is a no-brainer. <laughs> uh, you know, all WWE has had a had a thing for Roman Reigns for the last 2 or 3 years. They've been trying to put this belt on him. Uh, you know, last year the fans definitely turned on them and weren't trying to be force-fed what they were trying to serve. And um, they came with a nice swerve by introducing Seth Rollins into the Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns match because I did not want to see Brock drop to Roman Reigns. 
uh, because, you know, Brock is the beast incarnate <laughs> and, you know, he's a fucking monster. So I, I love him. But um, easily Roman Reigns is going to take this one. I, I'm I'm disappointed with Alberto Del Rio's return. El Patron and Lucha Underground was great. He had a fire on his butt and he was motivated. It's clearly now that right now Alberto's back and he's just clearly taking that paycheck because the you can literally count the number of fucks given. I mean, hey, I, I, but you know what? I'm not mad at him. As racist as the WWE can be, and they, you know, they fucked over him. You know, the last time when they uh, shit canned him behind the dude and his racist comments. So, I mean, you know, come back and get some of that WWE paper. I'm not mad at Alberto at all. I mean, you know, he gets a pop. He does his thing. He's teamed up with Zeb Coulter, you know, and that, um, that doesn't make any sense. Mexican-American bullshit. Of course not, but you know. So I don't even... What is this? It allows him to get those jokes off. Those jokes about Mexicans and borders and the wall and all that type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the only reason it's there for the cheap pop and, and it, the cheap heat, rather. You know? So that's the only reason to team Alberto with Zeb Coulter. Because poor Jack Swagger. I mean, Jack Swagger, he had his one little moment in the sun and... You know, that was it for him. Him and Coulter and 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 and, and Swagger still share the same music, which is which is weird. And then, but the thing is, like, is this supposed to be like a commentary on like, hey, Alberto, sorry for that racist stuff. So we're gonna kind of maybe put you in this like clearly, you know, racial tension gimmick, like Mex America, and you're just not even to say anything. I, I don't, I don't like Colt, Coulter is a, uh, it's a it's a weird pairing. It's a weird pairing. I don't know what's going on, but like I said, I you know he's uh, he's clearly not making it to the uh, the the finals. No, what's what's going on is what I said before. WWE is petty. Is <laughs> <laughs> that take take this money? But yeah, so Reigns is going to the finals. So our next semi uh, final match would be Dean Ambrose versus Kevin Owens. And again, I mean the the no brainer is Dean Ambrose. You know, just off jump, so it can lead to a Roman Reigns versus Dean Ambrose final match. Um, I mean, just easy. But Kevin Owens has a lot of heat uh, on him. He's a great heel. I love his. I love his character. I love you know when he uh, gets on the mic and you know riles up the audience. So he's been a great new addition. But I just don't think that the WWE has really been using him correctly at all. You know, in his run outside of when he first appeared. Yeah. And um, kind of son John Cena and was you know beating his ass for a little bit, but of course you know Superman Cena has to come out on top. But in this, Dean Ambrose easily, and um, I don't know what should take. I don't know if it's so easy because a lot of people are like, "Yo, a heel has to come out of Survivor Series as champion." So the, the swerve that people have been predicting for six months now is that Dean Ambrose. Well, it's not really if. It's not really a prediction, right? If you keep predicting something, get it wrong, and eventually it's probably not really a prediction. But the thing that people have been wishing is that Dean Ambrose turns heel on his good buddy Roman Reigns. That's the money, right? So they make it to the finish, the the finals, and then at the finals, Ambrose turns heel on Reigns. I don't. I I think they might save that a little bit down the lines because they kind of need someone for whoever's champion to fight. You put him in a feud with. No, I mean this is the thing. Because Roman versus Kevin Owens, the fans love... Well, this is the problem for Roman Reigns. Of the three options, Dean Ambrose or Kevin Owens, Roman is like the least. So Kevin is the obvious heel, right? Whereas Dean is another fan favorite. So you kind of get that mixed reaction of fan versus fan. Uh, or, 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 or somebody the fans cheer versus, you know... Because fans cheer Roman Reigns too. 
you know, so Dean, so even if it's Dean versus Roman, people are still going to cheer kind of for both of them. But I think that it's not going to go that way they think where if they did it where it was a, a cheap swerve and Dean goes heel and Roman still manages to pull out the victory, you know, like the overcoming the odds. I didn't expect my brother to turn on me uh, <laughs> type move, which is what I because WWE is paying by the numbers. Right, you know? right, right. We kind of yeah. know where it's going, you know, whereas Kevin Owens, people would cheer the fuck out of that, you know, so and they'll get more mileage out of um pursuing the dissension with the shield roman reigns dean ambrose seth rollins um because a lot i mean they want to get the belt on roman reigns you know whether they do it right now or not if they milk it where um because i think whoever wins this becomes a champion right yeah so the only other way they could milk it would be to drag that shit out through royal rumble into uh mania and if they're doing mania they're going to do something with lesnar and more than likely they're going to be looking at roman uh reigns versus brock lesnar do we want to see that twice i didn't want to see it the fucking first time i don't i don't want to see that much twice. i really do think whoever wins the tournament is going to keep the belt till mania i think that is true yeah and see i'm not like a, Ro- a roman reigns hater but i do feel the whole kind of you know you're forcing them on us in a way that's annoying and then you know just roman just he needs somebody to be his mic man. You know, he can just shut the fuck up and be that fierce <laughs> presence because he, he sounds like a gump. When he come, when he grabs the mic, he just sounds like a gump. I don't know. Why did they give him the mic and, like, jersey? Like, they, they keep putting him in these, like, wrestling hotbed cities and give the mic to Roman. Like, no, you're setting this boy up to fail. Why would you do that? So they really, the, the best option would be to turn Roman Reigns heel. Um, with the expectation that, you know, Dean Ambrose might be the one. That would be turn, the swerve, yes. Turn. Yeah, turn Roman, have Roman just kick the shit out of Dean Ambrose, and then come out of champ. I mean, that could work, because if you think about it, Ro- Roman is the only Shield guy who hasn't really kind of got the belt. Seth Rollins got it. Dean Ambrose, Ambrose had it for like a minute, but the dusty finish happened, right? So you mm-hmm. could say he's fed up. He did everything legit, right? He he won his he he won the rumble, right? And then Brian showed up and tried to take his 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 contendership away, right? He 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 had Brock in a situation, but then Seth came and stole it, right? And then he kind of got pushed to the back burner all this year. And then even after winning the the content the the number one contender spot again a second time, Seth Rollins goes and gets like injured and he has to go back to the fine. So every time he keeps fighting for it, he gets put to the end of the stable so now he just he's like i can't take it anymore i'm just gonna take wrestling in my own hands and do what i gotta do to, to leave with this belt it could set up in a story it could work i mean the wwe will find a way to fuck it off <laughs> but it'll be cool for the night at least <laughs> all right so let's say this what let's let's make a prediction for each outcome because we know reigns is going to be in the finals we know this is just guaranteed all right what do you see in roman reigns versus dean ambrose as a final um i see roman turning on dean uh and winning the belt okay and then roman versus kevin owens uh roman would pro well he'd probably win clean over kevin owens and just, you know, Kevin Owens probably takes the match in terms of get showing off a lot, you know, looking strong and looking tough and standing up to Roman and putting up a good fight. And then Roman, you know, comes through all the adversity and, you know, beats Kevin Owens. Because you want to keep, because Kevin Owens is a strong heel. And you want to keep him looking strong in the face of adversity. Yeah, yeah. So that's the best outcome for that. I, I think, I don't know if you've been watching some of the uh, the backstage uh, videos. Sometimes on the, on the WWE YouTube page, they do like the, the fallouts. Kevin Owens has become a unreliable narrator, <laughs> and he keeps talking about being the only person to win the WWE 
championship and the Intercontinental Champion at the same time and holding it. And he's just pretending like, nope, nope, these facts don't these facts don't exist. And the kind of funny thing about it is because it was Warrior who beat Hogan, right? Warrior was the <laughs> Intercontinental Champion who beat Hogan for the title back in the day. But in Kevin Owens' mind, they kind of they erase Hulk Hogan from the history books. So he's kind of sort of right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what happened. Hulk Hogan got the wife. <laughs> You know, Hulk Hogan, you know, he, he did he did what old white men with money do, said some racist shit, and WWE put the wash on him. You know, so he's he's erased from the history books. But I, no, I think your outcome is is right. So if it's if it's Roman versus Dean, Roman the swerve, uh Roman turns heel. I think that happens. Or if it's Roman versus Owens, it's a clean finish to establish him as the superhero babyface champion. So I think that's 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 our Survivor Series tournament. I think that looks good. So you have the chance to become not only just the Intercontinental Champion, but the WWE World Heavyweight Champion yeah. as well. How does that make you feel? Uh, you know, it makes me feel great. You know why? Because nobody in the history of WWE has held both the Intercontinental title and the WWE World title at the same time. I've looked it up. I've Googled it. I've done my research. I can't find anybody else that's ever been able to accomplish that feat, but I'm going to do it. I am going to do it. Now your perfume is really getting to me. I don't like it. I'm out of here. All right, so the prelude to all of that will probably be the WWE Divas Championship match, which is going to be Charlotte versus Paige. And uh, what you got on that one? Oh, they're going to give some time. They're going to give some time. And I think, hmm, I think it's going to go Charlotte. I think it's going to go Charlotte. She's a champion. They're going to keep that belt on her a little bit. This 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 whole thing has been a mess. Um, I saw someone joking, someone joking that Charlotte's clearly not the daughter of Ric Flair. She's clearly the daughter of Sting because she keeps getting betrayed on by her friends and she doesn't <laughs> learn her lesson. And I'm like, yeah, no, that's true. Like, how many times did like Paige, Paige just like totally like you know leave him hanging? Or knock him in the back of the head, and they're like, "We cool, yeah, we cool, bro. Come tag with us again." Like, so, like, really? I oh, think that, that Sting all over again. <laughs> yes, Sting all over again. I would, but this match, <laughs> <laughs> like, I want Paige to win just to get her comeuppance. Right? She's been she's been getting over these girls for weeks, but I think the WWE is gonna hold that belt on Charlotte because. After months, it's been like, what, four months since the revolution and they're just now starting to establish characters for these for these ladies. So I think a win for Charlotte goes a a good way to her pure athlete character or whatever the hell they're doing. I don't even know whatever they're doing. Yeah. And in the words of Kevin Owens, I'm just going to ignore everything you just said. Uh, This is easily Charlotte. I mean, you know, Charlotte over Paige. Paige is built up nicely as a, as a good heel, and she's actually a better champion. And Charlotte is just that kind of milky toast, um, you know, white bread, uh, goody two-shoes kind of character. But um, the only thing that's really serving her is the fact that she's the daughter of the nature boy, Ric Flair. Uh, but other than that, you know, no one gives a fuck about Charlotte. Like zero fucks outside <laughs> of WWE because she's related to Rick. You know, everybody really wants... 
Sasha Banks. I mean, they 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 fucked up Naomi. Well, really, uh, Oksana when she messed up when she broke um, Naomi's eye with her over her over the lobe uh, about a year or so ago. That really derailed Naomi, and Naomi's never recovered. But now Sasha Banks, you know, is the one really getting the props and really putting on some good matches. Um, but WWE is just kind of like you know doing what they do. Oh, the fans like her. Well, let's not do anything for her. Like they don't really like her. They don't. Re- you guys really don't like Sasha Banks. That's just that's just the internet. You guys use oh sixteen thousand people are chanting. We want Sasha. They don't really want Sasha. There's being contrarians. Yeah. So let's do the exact opposite of everything that's showing. You know, hmm. She's drawing money. People like her. No. Let's let's not fuck with that. So they're gonna keep it on uh, Charlotte. They're probably gonna later in the coming months see something with Sasha. But, you know, nothing will come of it. Uh, I mean, hopefully by Mania, they'll, so, you know, the people will get their heads out of their asses and <laughs> Sasha will get her moment at Mania. But for this, I mean, Charlotte versus Paige, I, I could easily see Charlotte taking this. It'd be great if Paige actually won. And then that would set up, that would be a bigger swerve and uh, would set up more opportunities for a lot of the other divas. Yeah, because Paige has beef with everybody. At this point, yeah. I mean, Paige has betrayed everybody. I don't know why, but Paige works better as a heel. She just has the look of a heel like her dark fierce makeup and whatnot and her just eyes is beating down she looks like a heel she doesn't look like she's trying to be playing nice to make friends and she she <laughs> prefers being a heel she clearly says it if you listen to her she looks like a pasty vampiric bloodsucker right but the wwe tried to make her like i don't know we might need a bath I don't, like i don't know what they tried to make her so they it's always like they're always fighting to the, the opposite strengths of their characters. And, it, it, like, they did the same thing with Batista last year. Batista's clearly a heel. He's clearly, like, why would you try and bring him back as a babyface? And, and I think that kind of messed up Paige's run earlier when they brought her up from NXT because they kept flip-flopping. They gave her the big show treatment. Is she a face? Is she a heel? Is she a face? Is she a heel? We don't know. Yeah, well, you know, that's WWE. That's what they do. They fuck shit up. So, but I think they're going to get this match time. I mean, they closed Raw. The the contract signing closed Raw. So I think this match, we might see a 12-minute match, 12, 15 minutes for this uh, Divas Championship match. Yeah, I mean, it would be nice if they actually gave the Divas. Because the Divas can wrestle. You know, some of them, Sasha, Paige, Charlotte. I mean, they've gotten, you know, they still have the scrubs. But, <laughs> yeah, they, scrub. you know, Becky Lynch is still, in, you know, good. Naomi. So they have a handful. But the thing is, they just never do right by the women. Ever. And that's the problem. If they gave them, you know, if they treated a Divas match just like they treated another male, a men's match, then it could work, you know, and they could really build up the division. And that's one of the things that really kind of WWE drops the ball on is that they should build up all of their divisions, you know, and not just worry about the, the heavyweight title, but all their focus is on a title. And then everybody else ends up falling by the wayside. And that's one of the stupidest businesses, business practices that they can employ. Especially when you have three hours to fill every Monday night, right? And two hours of fill on Thursday night. All right. The other major matchup is The Undertaker and Kane, the Brothers of Destruction, versus two of the Wyatt family members. So who you got and who who do you think the two Wyatt family members are going to be? Okay, so I think this is easy. The brothers go over. Or if we have a swerve, one of the brothers goes to the Wyatt family. Uh, but I think easily Undertaker and Kane win this. Who are the two members? You have to have the head of the household, Bray, and probably the, the black sheep, 
Braun Strowman, you know, of in the last few the last few months they've booked Braun Strowman as this like unmovable object who cannot be knocked off his feet. It's always just like, oh, can they knock him off? Can they get him out the the the, the ring? What can we do? It's Braun Strowman. So you're gonna you're gonna go with your two biggest heavy gunners. This is uh, it seems to be Undertaker seems to be on like a farewell tour. We've been seeing him a lot this year. He's been popping up everywhere. So I, I think this is an easy win for him. I think Bray will take a pin. Bray has been the the least effective villain in WWE history for the I don't I don't I don't know since when. You know, he he kidnaps every person he kidnaps, they always show up next week. So I don't even know where he's taking these people. Uh he stole the Undertaker's powers, but apparently he really didn't steal his Undertaker's powers. So like what are they doing? So um I think this is easy. Kane Undertaker. I think um, Strowman finally gets knocked off his feet in this match, and maybe he doesn't take the pin. Wyatt might take the pin, but I think Kane Undertaker, easy. Um, definitely, I can see Kane and Undertaker. Uh, I could easily see uh, Braun Strowman pinning Kane as well, mm, but I'm thinking yes. Undertaker, Kane. I don't know that Wyatt Brave would actually be in the match. I think it'll be Braun and um. The other one, Rowan. No, Luke Harper is a, is a dark-haired white one, right? Yeah, yeah, Luke Harper. The favorite yeah. son. <laughs> yeah, I think those two will be the ones in the match. I think Bray will be on the ringside and causing, you know, chaos and confusion and destruction and, you know, annoying the fuck out of people. And I think that the Undertaker and Kane will beat them. I think that definitely, because um, I don't think it would be, I mean, it wouldn't make much sense to give Bray the loss uh, or Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman, they're gonna save for somebody like Cena to to plow through. <laughs> um, so you know, so I could easily see uh, the the brothers, you know, maybe double choke slamming Braun or something, or doing something to get him out, get him out of the match, eliminating Bray, and then uh, pinning Luke Harper for the win. This match has been interesting because a lot of people have been uh, predicting this matchup for months. This pairing. And a lot of the early booking speculation for Survivor Series was it was going to be like Team Undertaker versus the Wyatt family. And I think a lot of the injuries, once again, has changed a lot of the booking because a lot of the speculation was Sting was going to team up with Kane and the Undertaker and probably someone else and take on the Wyatt family, a uh, fully formed Wyatt family. But that's that's clearly not happening because Sting is probably still injured after his, uh, his um, SummerSlam uh, match. No, I could. The only other swerve I could see is if Undertaker Kane they get surrounded by the Wyatt family, and then there's a run in by somebody like Sting. That would be an interesting setup and a, a kind of cool twist. And that's something that the you know it's something cheap enough that the WWE would go for it. Like have Undertaker and Kane kind of rescued by Sting, and then maybe a stare down with Undertaker and Sting kind of finally being in the same ring together and um, creating kind of a moment to build to their um, much ballyhooed you know, WWE WrestleMania main event. So I could see that happening, like where, you know, it's Braun, it's Braun and it's Luke and then, you know, Bray and maybe uh, Rowan kind of come and, you know, it looks like the odds are against Taker and Kane and then out of the blue, you know, here comes the crow, Sting, <laughs> and, you know, boom goes the dynamite. That that would be, but the, the, dirt, the dirt sheets are not speculating that Undertaker's opponent for Mania this year is John Cena. Uh, 
That would be awesome because I just simply want to see Undertaker beat John Cena. You got it. You got to fill those butts, Jerry World. Jerry World. They're trying to. They're trying to fill all those seats, and it's the one match that they've held off against for uh, a decade now. So yeah, but it's kind of. It doesn't have the same resonance, you know, because well, at this point, Brock is beating. Is taking a streak. So Undertaker, if he's going out, he can go out by taking out John Cena. That'd be a happy note to end on. Yeah, definitely. They're awesome. We know, we know, we know. So you mean to tell me that there's a 16-man tournament to determine a new WWE World Heavyweight Champion? 16. 16. And all the members of the New Day were left out? All right, so that leaves us with the recently announced traditional five-on-five Survivor Series elimination match. Uh, And this is basically going to be Jobber Fest. (laughs) The only thing I can really see right now, because the hottest thing, like hotter than fish grease right now in the WWE is the New Day. And WWE is doing jack and shit at the same time with them. So I could see Team New Day versus Team Uso. And then they filling out their teams with um, three additional, you know, kind of people. Like, I can see the Usos with maybe the Dudley Boys and Cesaro. Um, And then New Day with all three of them. And, I don't know, two random nut jobs. It would be Sheamus and and King Barrett. Ah, yeah. Good. Good choice. Sheamus and King Barrett. Good choices. Because that leaves... Who else is there? They're going to do something with Dolph is around... Uh, Neville's around. Who else? Our truth just popped back up. <laughs> um, who who else is there? I mean, it's, it's so many. Like everybody's kind of jobber level right about now. Everybody. Who would they might? I I think they would do the Usos and Dudleys, and either either Dolph Ziggler or Neville. Because I don't know. Is it me or is like Dolph Ziggler and Neville kind of occupy the same space right now? They get a pop. You know, the crowd likes them, and you can interchange them for, you know, whoever you got beef with, they'll be there to tag with you. Well, I mean, but it's only like that because of how WWE fucks people over. You know, Cesaro is an interesting, he's in that Dolph Ziggler spot because a couple years ago, Dolph was the hot one that the fans wanted to see with the belt, and Dolph actually got it, uh, though he got a concussion, and WWE quickly, you know, got rid of him, you know, and shuffled him off to mid-card hell. And it's the same type of thing where, at least with Cesaro, they don't even give him a chance, you know. So, did you see his match on Monday? Uh, yes. With, with Rain, this man doing cartwheels off the the ropes. <laughs> yes, the cartwheel onto the rope, into the into the ring, and in the uh the shoulder block. <laughs> I mean, Cesaro does his fucking thing, you know. It's just, I think that had they gone when they did when they booked him with Heyman a couple years ago, that could have worked had they made Cesaro a bad guy. The problem was they had Cesaro as a good guy and Heyman as the heel. And that was just awkward because Heyman would spend half of that time pumping up Brock Lesnar. Yeah. So it was kind of like it was a fucking waste, you know. But Cesaro needs a mouthpiece. That's his big thing. Like guys like that, guys like Cesaro who get that pop, they're the ones who the fans cheer. But, you know, WWE management, for whatever reason, doesn't like the look or doesn't like whatever, doesn't like that you talk on the mic or whatever. And so they kind of 
give you just enough shine and they tease you and tease the fans, but they never let them blossom into, you know, that that great next level. They they got enough talent. They have enough talent. And that's the thing. You know, I know it's a lot easier when you write the store to book the same matches each and every week out the time, but if they diversified their talent, I know I know the ratings are kind of going down right now and partially it's because of football. I think partially it's because of wrestling fatigue. You go into Raw, you know exactly what you're going to see. I think if they actually, you know, put a lot of these new stars on there like Cesaro, put them in, you know, stories or matches that mattered, I mean, that's going to be interesting. It's going to give you a reason to uh, to turn and see what was going on. The WWE likes to hype up the whole, you know, Monday Night Wars, right, as the pinnacle of wrestling. And even by their own account, a lot of the the magic of that happened because there were things to see. There were new, fresh matches every week. There were... There, like things you never imagined possible were happening, and you had to turn and watch it. Everyone knew that Mick Foley was going to win. That was a spoiler. That was, but people still want to go see it because they want to go see their boy win the belt. And they haven't really done anything like that magical for years now. Maybe someone gets injured and they it lights a fire on their butts, and they got to do something creative like this tournament. But they're not really doing a lot with their talent. The keep people watching week after week and i think that's a problem well what they haven't done though is that back in mick foley's age there was a um you had a good eight people who any one of them could be the champ we're talking undertaker rock stone cold um kane mick foley uh triple h um what's the other guys kurt angle came in there rock came in there Randy, Randy Brock, Cena, they were later, you know, but they had a mix like during that era, the late 90s into the early 2000s, where you had enough people who were actual contenders. And what they've done nowadays is limited to that pool to like three or four people, you know. So if you aren't building these people up to be viable contenders and viable people who have viable chances to win, then it does, lose, you know, you lose your interest. You know, what I mean, you can't really get behind like a um a Kevin Owens or somebody because you know he has no real shot or even a Cesaro you know he has no real shot because they aren't gonna back him Alberto Del Rio you know so they'll do like these temporary moments where okay you know they're rocking with you and then it's just that you know we we want we want to bring our our Latin market numbers up so let's put the belt on Alberto for like a month or two and you know then he loses it to Cena but I mean because who's rocked the belt mostly it's been Cena. For most for most of the uh, the the past decade, he's been at the very top of the card. I mean, you, you know, he he's played tag with um Randy Orton, and I guess Triple H for a little bit while he was there. And then Brock got it, you know, but you know, and Rock had it for like a while. But and then you know, CM Punk. So without CM Punk, without Daniel Bryan, uh, who are people who uh, the fans really view as viable contenders, you know, we, we're left with kind of. A minus mid carters, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They, these and these dusty finishes haven't really uh, helped them. But these last couple of weeks on Raw, I will give them credit. They've done a lot of clean finishes, which is uh, surprisingly something new for WWE to think about. Hey, a clean finish. That's the swerve. A clean finish. <laughs> All right, good people. So that's uh, WWE Survivor Series, the Fan Bros predictions. Based on the card that's been announced so far, they may announce some new matches tomorrow because, you know, well, WWE, they give zero fucks. <laughs> they got to have their, they always have at least one pre-show match, right? 
to try and yeah. get like late people to sign up for either the WWE Network or maybe buy that pay per view. So they always have like, oh, here's our free match that we're gonna, you know, and see we're all having fun here at this pay per view. Come buy it. So there might be a pre show match announced later on, but. As it stands, these are the matches for Survivor Series. So definitely post up with your thoughts and your predictions on WWE Survivor Series, uh, your thoughts on the general state of the WWE, and be sure to, you know, like, subscribe, Fan Bros Show. Check out the videos on the Fan Bros TV on YouTube. Hit us up at Fan Bros Show, at LOYC, and wherever Bowman can be found. That's at Bowman12L. And let us know what's up. Check us out. Later. Peace.